Now, of course, these are not biblical, but these are the rules, the 10 rules by which I live, that if they're out of whack, I am not myself. I'm definitely not my best self. What's beautiful about these commandments is that none of them require any external forces. They are all within your power to own and install in your life. They are not codependent on anyone else, just you. They are within your power. And if you live by them now, you can instantly notice a shift. Like even if you did nothing else besides live by these 10 commandments, I promise you, you would notice an unbelievable shift. Now, it's normally at this point, like when I would be going to a talk like this, I would be rolling my eyes like, oh, here we go. More stuff to do. No. These are not to-dos, these are to-bees. This is no more adding, this is just about being these rules when the moment that you're faced with requires them. And the main premise of these commandments, beyond the fact that they don't require anyone else except you to implement, which is so fucking cool, because you can be independent, is that they will stop any bad feelings from building over time you know when you like lose your shit and you get really angry and out of control and you do not feel the slightest bit like you have any equality (laughs) with your emotions or like you own them like you feel like they're wild running wild well when you live by these 10 commandments you're going to feel a lot more in control of those okay I also just want to remind you that this is your world. Like, we are just living in it, okay? <laughs> I hope that one of these commandments sticks with you and, like, hits you in the heart and that when you get home this weekend or whenever, it reminds you of your ability to shift your mood yourself, okay? This is your world. We're all just living in it. I want you to go about tonight unapologetically feeling like that the whole way through. This evening is to serve you. So take from it what you can. This is your moment, okay? The first commandment is you committing your heart to non-toxic downtime, okay? So this is not about what you actually do. Again, this is a state of being. I want you to commit your heart to non-toxic downtime before anything else. So think about what makes you, the the best way to go about this is like, think about what makes you the least angry. (laughs) Because let's be honest, we're all fucking pissed off a lot of the time lately. So let's, let's think about, think about right now, what is it that makes you the least angry when you're doing it? Okay. For me, it's like cuddling my bunny rabbit. My God, do I go through some emotional scapes when I'm cuddling my bunny. I feel so much better. (laughs) I feel my anger dissipate. 
non-toxic downtime. It doesn't have to be meditation or exercise or any of the cheese puff, like normal stuff that we're told to do to feel well. It can just be whatever makes you feel less angry. And I think that's the golden rule. So think of it that way. Like, before your brain blanks on this one, you can go away and think about this. Like, but trust me and trust yourself. I know that you're old enough to know by now what your non-toxic downtime is for you. What makes you feel the most lovely and the least angry. And then I want you to ask yourself why you seem to have so much difficulty prioritizing that. Because surely if that's your one thing, it's your one thing. Everything else is second. But hey, I'm not here to preach about your flaws. Fuck that shit. I just want you to commit your heart firstly to non-toxic downtime. Second, kill off unsolicited opinions. You know when someone says to you like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And you're just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And you feel panicked and cornered and overwhelmed. I mean, I find the phrase, why don't you, pretty threatening, to be honest. What do you mean, why don't I? Like, well, I, I mean, what do you mean, why? Like, I haven't done it. Like, it's not like I've thought about doing it and then made a conscious choice not to do it. <laughs> like, I feel like you're implying that I'm at fault for not having done it yet. So, <laughs> fuck off. Um, yeah. When somebody says, why don't you, when it's unsolicited, that is very panic inducing and you're going to feel cornered and you're going to feel overwhelmed. There is a difference between you receiving new information from someone that you asked for and taking on more recycled bullshit from people that you didn't ask for it from. Now, the other element of that, of course, is that I don't know about you, but I'm so down to hear opinions from people that I really respect in my field particularly the field I want the advice in, I'm just not down to hear it from like some random guy who's not even working in my industry. I just, please don't. Are you trying to be helpful for me or for you? But anyway, I could go on about that forever. I did a whole podcast episode on it. Um, The point is get fucking fired up about not accepting unsolicited opinions from other people anymore. I have seen women in my life who have literally put their whole careers on hold while they listened to other people's opinions cyclically for years and actually slowly chipped away at their own personal magic and their own decision-making because they were just listening to everyone else. Listening to unsolicited opinions is actively detracting from you making progress if you are listening to them on loop, okay? Again, new information that you actually asked for, great. Recycle bullshit, not great. Learn the difference. You're gonna feel way less pissed off, okay? Third commandment. Never let anyone crucify you for doing your best. So here's here's the thing, like you are fantastic. You're like fucking amazing. You're damn fantastic. You're special. Like you are you. And because of that, everyone else in your life is likely to hold you to a standard that you just can't sustain because they're so used to you being so damn brilliant and doing so much and appeasing their needs and not your own. 
they're going to just try and rip chunks out of your flesh. Like, that's just what they're going to do. It's just human nature to take what we can, as much as that sucks and is pretty disenchanting. That's the reality. So, if you are doing your best, whether it's at work, in your relationship, at home, in whatever fucking situation, in a friendship, be vocal. Say out loud, I am doing my best. I am doing my best. And my best is good enough. And if you don't like it, you can go elsewhere and find somebody that's got some kind of superhuman ability or like lack of boundaries. And you can do that. But I'm not your girl. Okay? Number four. Your fourth rule for living a less angry life. Say what you mean. This obviously like kind of piggybacks off number three, but say what you mean. Like communication is like maths. Unless you state the equation explicitly, there will be errors. Like whoever is receiving that communication from you is going to receive it like all fucked up, okay? There will be errors unless you say what you mean in very, very clear maths, okay? Now, let me explain to you the difference between saying what you mean and saying what you mean in a way that's received well, because I think that's where your fear lies. So you can deliver it in a really cute, fluffy way. Like, you can still say what you mean, but deliver it really nicely and ultimately get what you want, which, let's be honest is the root of all evil. When you don't get what you want over time, it makes you resentful and pissed off. If you can learn the art of saying what you mean in a way that's delivered well and politely, God, you've hit the communication jackpot. So again, understand that distinction. There is no shame in saying what you mean, establishing boundaries with people, no, I can't come to that thing because blah, blah, blah. However, I wish you a great time and I'm sorry I can't be there. Is very different from like, no, I'm not coming and not explaining why. Like, do you see what I mean? The impact is still the same. You're still establishing a boundary, but your delivery is different, okay? Please, baby, say what you mean because when you do, you're gonna save yourself so much heartache, okay? And some people might find it shocking, but that is coming from a place of them being too uncomfortable to do the same thing themselves, okay? Number five, commandment number five. Okay, whoa, that was low. Take a slurp of tea here. Number five, invest in nice things for yourself. It's not the stuff that's going to make you feel better per se, but it's the feeling of knowing that you went out and financially prioritized something that was going to make you feel good, that is ultimately your self-care, and you financially prioritized that. It's psychological, like buying things that are going to make you feel the most you, like in terms of self-expression. So for me, that'd be like a cute eyeshadow palette, like a candle. When I am like expressing myself through my home or what I'm wearing, I feel the most me and that for me is self-care and I financially prioritize that and that's really cool because 
that makes me feel like I am really proactive about my self-expression so that I know who I am in this world. And that feels like progress in life. For me, when I'm being self-expressive, that feels like progress. And the only way I do that, like well, one of the strongest ways that I do that is by financially prioritizing my self-expression, by buying nice things for myself. And it doesn't have to be impulsive or like compulsive or like all that often. It's just something that you can do for yourself occasionally that's lovely and just is a little boost of like, oh yeah, like I'm becoming more of who I am. This leads me perfectly onto rule number six, which is learning how to define your value in this world. I need you to really understand that your value is not external, okay? It is not your stage of career or your title or your followers or whether you're in a relationship or not. It's not whether you have children, okay? It is not external. It is innate, okay? It is purely attached to everything that is inside your skin, your soul. Your value is innate. Like you are valuable just by being you, by having the gifts that only you have. I want you to actively define your value in this world outside of anything that is external because it is not out there, it is in you. And I really want you to think about that constantly, obsessively over the next few days. Challenge yourself. Where does my value lie? It lies within me just by being me. And it's such a beautiful thing to learn. Number seven, feel your feelings. I have to credit my therapist for this one and the last one, actually. <laughs> Seeing as she's taught me all my life lessons in recent years. Um, feel your feelings without apology. You do not need to feel ashamed when a feeling comes up and you want to like cry your little eyes out, okay? Pushing down that feeling, that lump in your throat, that anger, that rage, that frustration. All that's going to happen when you do that is it's going to bring it back up later at an ugly moment at the worst possible time. Like, I don't know what kind of evil voodoo is going on in our bodies and our nervous systems, but that is what happens. And you know that's what happens. Like, how many times have you been in situations where you just wanted to stay in your power, but you couldn't because you were losing your fucking shit? <laughs> that's because there was a time where you pushed down some feelings and you didn't deal with them in an hour, Okay. So you have to deal with them in the moment. And when you do, even if that moment feels inappropriate, let me tell you the next time it surfaces is going to be a way more inappropriate moment, okay? <laughs> so deal with them in the moment, then they're gone. Last night, I literally cried snot all over my boyfriend's shoulder for half an hour. I couldn't tell you why I was crying. I was overwhelmed. I was emotional. I was excited. I was scared. I was like, shit, being a grown-up's weird and hard. And then guess what? Now I'm okay. Now I'm not up here crying on stage because I did it last night. <laughs> crying is healthy. Feeling your feelings is healthy. Feel them. Feel those little fucking wriggly bastards. Okay? Number eight. Oh, yeah. When you want to, when you're in a bad mood, I want you to kick it and I don't want you to keep it. Okay? And there's only one way that you can do that rapidly. 
and you're not going to like it. <laughs> I want you to like see another human being. It can literally be anyone. It can be a stranger at a service station. It can be someone at work going and forcing yourself to have a chat with them for five minutes, going through the motions. I know that when you're in a bad mood, the thought of like talking to anyone else makes you want to like freaking take your eyeballs out. <laughs> Are you just not interested? I get it. We, like doesn't matter how extroverted you are, how much you love your friends, like Sometimes you just really don't want to talk to anyone. But the thing to remember in those moments is that other people are in their own orbits, okay? They have their own galaxy of emotions and thoughts and feelings and perspectives and attitudes. And when you get close to that person's orbit, they can literally suck you in like a vortex and they can give you a new perspective that's going to disperse your own pain just by talking, just by their energy, their body language, whatever it is. And you are going to absorb that energy and it's going to dissipate your bad mood. So I'm not saying do this as some kind of like, you have to be social, you have to like, at some point you have to talk to people. No, I'm like, do it for a purely selfish reason. Like do it so you can like go and absorb a little bit of their energy from them and dissipate your own bad mood. Like there's one thing I've learned to do in life, it's to do that. I'm not going to tell you to get fucking fresh air. I'm telling you to go and talk to strangers, okay? Number nine, I want you to lean into being a mess at least 50% of the time, okay? Now, you are never going to be perfect. One of your vagina lips might flap down or your balls. You might be spiky when your period is due and possibly murderous. You might be going through a lot of stress and you just can't be nice to anyone right now and you definitely can't function properly at work. Now, that is the reality of being a human being. And when you're at war with things about yourself that haven't changed yet, that doesn't change what hasn't changed. <laughs> really take that in. Like when you're at war with things about yourself that haven't changed yet, that doesn't change what hasn't changed. It's just, it's madness to do it, okay? But when you accept yourself for being what you are right now, when you're having a spicy moment, when you're making a mistake, like you lower your stress hormone and you become like water. You just go with the flow. You don't like beat yourself up for being upset or stressed or like violent because your uterus is shedding its lining. Like you just... <laughs> Let it be. Being a human being is being a mess at least 50% of the time, okay? And unfortunately, nobody has explained that to us properly. No one talks that shit at school. They're too busy teaching us about fucking Henry VIII. Who gives a fuck? Not me. If I'd have been told to like emotionally regulate myself by being okay with being a mess at least 50% of the time, God, that would have saved me a lot of bullshit. Blaming yourself for being a bit of a hot mess now and again doesn't change anything, okay? It doesn't change what hasn't changed yet. That might be something about you that changes in the future, but not at the moment, and that's okay. Just be a mess. It's cool. I give you permission, it's cool. And my 10th final commandment on that note is be yourself. Be yourself in every aspect of your life. 
when you're on a date, when you're working. That magic only attracts more of your own reflective magic back. And when you're pretending or faking it, you will get mismatched energy back. When you are not being the true you, you're going to get some kind of fake-ass energy back that doesn't reflect your own. And all that's going to do is attract the wrong kind of relationships, the wrong kind of opportunities, okay? Do not be scared of being rejected by people that don't get you, your true, potent, real, visceral self. Say goodbye. They are not part of your world. They do not belong in your world. Focus on your personal magic and it will come back to you tenfold, okay? If you take away one thing from my Ten Commandments today, take that away. Be yourself as often as possible, unapologetically. If people react, it means they're scared. They can repel themselves like oil and water and they can leave and you carry on being you. Be yourself at all times, as often as possible. Accept what is in your life, accept what is done, and now move forward, turn a page, start over, continue, pick up where you left off. It is very possible to have what you want if you just implement those 10 rules into your life in the moments where they are required Put them on your phone, carry them around with you. You can have whatever the fuck you want. But that is not something that happens in free fall. It happens because the rest of your life, the way you're living it, you don't live in a state of anger or stress or violence with yourself, okay? You live it in a place of harmony and self-love and forgiveness. And when you do all of that first, Everything else you want will come. I promise you that.